Hello, this is Dr. Patrick Porter, and welcome back to the Brain Tap podcast here. This is a special podcast here. I've got a new friend, a new acquaintance. Most of you probably seen her on the silver screen or on your television set somewhere. We're very happy to bring Mariel Hemingway on the on the show here, and she's actually a brain tapper, so we wanted to get a little insights, but also I heard about her uh, in this realm of self-help through our good friends over at Earthing or Grounding, which most of you know we've been talking about now to help get your inflammation down and, and help you heal faster. So, Mariel, why don't you tell the, when I was with you in uh, Orange County, I was really impressed of course, how you can speak. You didn't have a script with you. So, I mean, you can do it without having somebody uh, monitoring you or giving you the words to say. So I thought that was very impressive. And I was also oh. Im impressed with the, you know, the idea, you know, the listeners will know that we're going to be doing some sessions together and, and getting you to do some of your own visualizations, which I think is really yes. powerful. So tell us a little bit about yourself first so the listeners know that don't know the family background. They know the books, of course. They know your grandfather. But tell us a little bit about your family background and what you got pushed you into this getting help yourself and then now leading the charge to help others. Um, so, well, thank you so much for having me on. It was it was a pleasure to meet you. And by the way, you had no script either. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and you were a hard act to follow. I was like, oh. <laughs> but, um, so just for for those of you that don't know kind of really what's become my passion over the past I don't know two decades really is that I've been working a lot with mental health. So so what I do is I I speak around the country and in Canada about mental health and I tell my story. I tell my story um, about being, you know, in this amazing family. Er Ernest Hemingway is my grandfather. Uh, my father was a great outdoorsman. You know, I have all these amazing people. My my sister Margot was a was a supermodel, one of the first supermodels ever, and you know, a, a legacy and a heritage of, of of great creativity, but also a lot of darkness. So, you know, I come from seven suicides my grandfather took his life my grandfather Ernest took his life his own father took his life uh my grandmother Hadley who is my father's uh mother he took his life uh I have a great aunt a great uncle a cousin possibly uh a, a, another uncle though my cousins say that it wasn't a it, it wasn't a suicide but and then my own sister Margot took her life so that's kind of that this was that was the story that that that's the story I tell to sort of say hey it doesn't matter what kind of family you come from you know where where you are in the world we all have issues we all have stuff that we have to deal with and stories that I think need to be told because in telling this story you I think it's the it's the beginning of the piece of healing because once you tell the story, the story has no more power over you. I mean, I was so terrified most of my life that I was going to end up like w one of my family members. Either I was going to wake up crazy, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but I was going to wake up, you know, my oldest sister who's still alive is schizophrenic. So I was going to wake up and be an addict and not know how to handle myself. I was so terrified. I lived in fear. I mean, it's ironic that we are in the times that we are right now, you know, with with this virus and all this stuff. People 
live in fear of things that they don't understand. But once we can tell the story about them, uh, once we start the ball rolling and we take responsibility for our health, our mental health uh, in this case, um, which I believe is taking responsibility for your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health as well. I think one goes with the other. Um, uh, and so, so I do, I, I go around and I tell my story. I tell my story of following doctor, holistic doctors. Like I have followed more doctors and done more strange things <laughs> and, you know, done frequency healing, not not strange in the sense that I, I benefited. I learned how to meditate in my years of following gurus and doing different spiritual practices. But my kind of, my story, you know, prior to being in my mid forties was really about there's somebody out there. Like if I'd met you, Patrick, mm -hmm. if I had met you 20, 20 years ago, I would have glommed on to you, made you my best friend, called you too many times a day, you would have been probably extremely annoyed, but I would have been very apologetic and very kind, and I would have sent you gifts. <laughs> but I was so, I so thought that somebody outside myself was gonna have an answer what, you know, what was gonna be the solution to my problem. And so I've been, you know, I've been everywhere. I've been around, I've been around the world. I've I followed people. I, I met His Holiness the Dalai Lama in, in, in Dharamsala, India. And I'm really condensing my story here, but it was, it was at that time that I met him uh, that, that there was an understanding about myself. It was kind of the culmination of following gurus and doctors and diets, by the way, that was also part of my thing, diets over exercise you know I did all of it all in search of the outside world to help heal me doctors whatever um and then I went to India I was probably 40 42 went to India and I met his holiness he comes down the stairs and he he's he's there in this room and he's speaking to um these very incredible people um, that have gathered for this private meeting with His Holiness. He lives in Dharamsala because obviously he can't be in Tibet. And um, all these people had questions for His Holiness and, you know, they were going to ask him profound questions about how can we change the world, heal the world, you know, bring peace to Tibet, bring peace to the Middle East. I had nothing to say. I was just super happy to be there. <laughs> I was like, holy God. Um, and not because I had this sense of him being like uh, a psychic healer or anything like that. It was because it was really the observation of a man who was incredibly um, mindful and happy. He was so happy. He didn't. He didn't have to say anything. He listened with his. He listened with his entire being. That was the most most profound thing about it the two hours I think that we spent with him he was a listener and my grandfather used to say that listening was such a lost art people just don't listen and you know how it is I mean yeah. and and human condition you know somebody else is talking and you're thinking you know you're just thinking like how can I respond what can I get in how can I get in mm -hmm. and he listened without a sense of 
anything but the other person that was speaking being there in the room with him anyway so the the two hours go past and i and i start to get up and he puts his hand on my hand and he looks me in the eye and he says you're okay and i was so moved in that moment because i realized he's right and it wasn't like a, a you know i saw the heavens part and i was <laughs> i was all of a sudden like the most enlightened being what i what i understood in that moment and it was an unfolding over the next years i then met my my partner who i am with now bobby williams who who really helped me to understand i'm my best teacher i'm my best guru i'm my best whatever you want to say i mean you think about this the brain tab mm -hmm. and you think that's an empowerment of self our brain our connection to everything to, to frequency we are so much more powerful than we allow ourselves to be so our ability to heal ourselves to protect ourselves to build our immune system that's all in our purview it's all within us to be able to do so i was i'm motivated to or I'm passionate more to really help others to really understand that they have the ability to be their best healer, their best teacher, their best guru, their best dietitian, their best yeah. their best doctor porter. <laughs> there you go. That's that's all part of it. So so tell yeah. us tell that's great. I think I mean I think people will be fascinated to hear even more about it. So if you haven't done something to tell your story i'm sure people would love to hear more about it uh, tell me a little Thank bit you. about um when when i met you of course we were both connected through clint oper who does the earthing and that yes. so tell me a little bit about how you found them and what you feel about earthing and grounding and all of this i mean it's 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 really kind of the rage even though of course american indians were doing it and people you know it's a lost art kind of like other like listening like like your grandfather said you know getting out getting 100% out. So, so tell us especially in these times why do you think grounding is so important for what's happening well first of all inflammation is the cause of all disease i mean it is it is kind of the 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 internal kind of thing that's happening so whether this virus gets you it creates an inflammatory response in the lungs in the sinus all this stuff inflammation is a big big problem for all of us and 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 what I, the reason why i'm passionate about it is i always think about like my summers as a child I grew up in in Sun Valley, Idaho, and it just for me being outdoors, nature is just a profound and wonderful healer, but it also just makes me happy. And I asked myself, what made me happy in the summer when I was a kid? I never had shoes on. I was outdoors all the time. I was connected to nature, and I was deeply happy. Um I and because my passion is for mental health, if you can get rid of inflammation that's in the brain, and I have a friend uh Dr. Rudy Tanzi who's out of Mass General and is one of the lead neuroscientists from Harvard, he talks about neuroinflammation is one of the main causes of Alzheimer's, of you know, depression, of and probably there's some element of that that is linked to suicide and to other mental illnesses 
So connecting in nature on so many levels, I mean, the fact that we're getting rid of inflammation out of our bodies, which also is going to get rid of physical pain, not just mental pain, but physical pain, mental pain, spiritual pain, because you're going to be connected. You're going to be more aware. You're going to be more present. And what better thing to be doing in the times we live in is to be present. We can't worry about what we don't, you know, if we don't have the virus yet, quit worrying about it. Do the things that you're supposed to do, you know, wash your hands, do your thing, you know. We have to isolate ourselves. Great. Take the time to learn more about yourself. Take the time to be your best healer. Take the time to understand you and how you work. So, and, and I just feel like, you know, every day going through this, we go out, we take our dogs, we have three dogs, we have four cats, they don't go for walks with us, but, <laughs> but we take them out, we take our shoes off and we walk and we connect and we talk and we, you know, we've, we always do this anyway, but now more than ever is a time to just like, just for the spiritual aspect of connection and hearing the earth, because I really do think the earth is just crying out, give me a break, and I think that's what this is. Please, you know, you've abused me so much. I've got, I, I've got to be not attacked right now, and we as human beings have to slow down and go, what matters? What matters here? And I think grounding is kind of foundational. It's, it's very scientific. What I love about it too, is that it can be followed up by science. It gets rid of inflammation. Clint overdid 25 scientific studies that show it in black and white. I'm not a scientist, I'm more esoteric, so mm -hmm. I go off in woo-woo land. But, but it's so nice to be able to say to the naysayers, Hey, this is this is real stuff. And by the way, when you were a kid, didn't you walk around barefoot, happy as a clam? You know, you'd go out in the morning after breakfast. Your mom said, "Come back." And at the end of the day, when the sun goes down, you ate dinner, and, and you know, you were. It's different. We can't. We don't live that life, and we can't, and we probably can't live that life anymore because people have to protect themselves in different kinds of ways. But but we do have to get back to our natural state. And our natural state is con connected to nature. My, my boyfriend likes to say, um, you know, man has become an innovative capitalist. He thinks he's smarter than nature. Well, how is that possible since we are nature? It's being smarter than ourselves. We are nature. We are connected. We have to get back to our roots. Just like you were saying, the American Indians have been doing this for, you know, centuries. And they were connected, you know, and, and they had a sense of, we always think that animals have a sixth sense. They just are connected to the earth. They know they can feel the vibration, the frequency. They know what's going on. This morning I was out meditating. We actually have a little sandbox outside. And that sandbox, um, we sit in every morning and watch the sunrise. And I was sitting there this morning and I was meditating. And I was being, you know, I think it's really important to show gratitude. And a hummingbird like came right up to, it was just, you know, like fluttering right, really close to my eyes. I was like, I thought that that beak was gonna go right in. And he just, for like four seconds, which is a very long time, yeah. you know, when you're in that moment. And he just was there. And to me, those are the moments that 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 
that make up our lives. And, and we miss them if we're going too fast. We miss them if we're not connected to ourselves. We miss them. And I think that that's what this time is about. So anyway, grounding, I think, has enabled me to have a, more of a sixth sense to nature, to the world. I feel like I'm, since really dedicating myself to grounding, not only do I walk barefoot every day here on my bed, you have to be in my bedroom, mm-hmm. don't feel weird about that. Um, <laughs> um, on my bed, I sleep on a grounded mat. Um, I put a, a universal mat underneath my computer, you know, when I'm working on the computer. I turn off technology at night. Um, I think these are things that we all need to adopt into our habits. It's not that technology isn't fa- fantastic. It's just that we need to know when we need to push it away and, and you know, be n- not connected in that way, but be connected to the earth. That was a very long answer oh, to no, your that's question. Great. That's perfect. That's perfect. So, you know, people are wondering, you know, how do people use this? And you gave us some good examples there. I mean, they have, I have on all my places where I use the computer, I have it where I can just touch my hand and be grounded while I'm working. On my recording studio, yeah. I have it sitting there. So while I'm standing, I can have it. Uh, my wife, uses, yeah. she has barefoot. When she's sitting at her computer, she has it on her feet because she works from home. So she can, yes. uh, now we're all working from home, but th- th- now she can just put her feet on that yeah. and get grounded. And so I, I think it's important. Yeah. And for those who don't understand it, let me kind of explain something a little bit scientific so they can understand. We, we can measure your electricity. We're all electrical beings. We have this electrical brain and we have this uh, magnetic heart. And when these two are working together, we get this coherence that happens. And if we get too much electricity in our system, which our homes are supposed to only be like 0.01% electrical emission, but most of us are living in an electrical cage. It's not a Faraday cage that protects yes. us, but, but in an actual field of electrical energy. And our bodies, we collect energy. We're, that's what we do. We're photaic yes. beings. So we're collecting this energy. And if we don't have a way to discharge that energy, and what's really neat, what we do now, because of one of the people we met at, at Earthing, we now, when we go to our shows, we have a, a map there. And we tell people, hey, walk over. Let's see how much voltage you're holding because this voltage is in our body. We should be zero point. You know, our yes. body should be at a zero point, but we have them just hold this this meter, this volt ohm meter, and it usually shows, I mean, we were at a show that actually showed five volts. People were walking around with five volts because we didn't realize we were right by the electrical panel and they were doing this PMF, which I really like PMF, but you know, you got to ground yourself after you do it. After yes. What, after what we see. Yes. So when they grab onto oh this, my gosh. they grab onto this little uh, electrode and they touch the mat, they ground out. And we even had people that are really sensitive. They go, I could feel the energy shift. So think of it as all these electrical signals our body has, and every cell is electrically communicating on some level. And if we're disrupting those, it's going to cause problems on all levels, from physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, all this disconnection. And really think of it like absolutely. And I can't tell you, when I, when, I, when I was in practice and dealing with people every day, and, and unfortunately, I dealt with suicidal teens. That was my first job. I mean, it shouldn't have been my job at that time. I was only 24 years old. But the, uh, you know, and I, so I'm dealing with these. Oh, my God. Uh, and quite often, what they would say is, I need to get grounded. I need to be, I need to get focused. I, you know, they're saying something because they feel scattered. It's almost like this electrical storm going on in their brain. So I found that grounding and the people that we have, we, we now use the grounding blankets at shows. Because, you know, when people are doing it, they cover up because, you know, you go into these hotels and 
nothing is clean. The light's dirty. The, the elect electricity's dirty. And so any way you can shield yourself, especially at this time. And uh, there's a school in India that we, we help out. We go, when I go there, it's in just outside of Bangalore. It's called the Creative School. And you'd love this place. Uh, it's, they spend every day, they do brain tap first. They call it brain prep. Every classroom has a brain tap. If the kid's starting to feel upset or angry, they get to go back and pick out the brain tap they want to use. There's 130 kids in the school. And it looks like it's the middle of Scottsdale, Arizona. It's not, it doesn't look like India at all. Um, the people that founded it actually were one of the first 10 into Microsoft. So I don't think money's an issue for them. But uh, their, whole, <laughs> their, their whole building, the whole classroom is open air, sunlight, and the whole building is wow. grounded. You could go to the fourth floor and you're still oh. So, I mean, and they understand that and they do Tai Chi, they do yoga. In uh, these kids, uh, it's more like uh, uh, like an advanced school you would hear about, like maybe somebody in California that would be written up as some kind of weirdo. But these kids are just excelling, you know, off the charts as far as their, their brain goes because they, they do the things our body and brain need to evolve instead of forcing them to learn math or English and all of that in non-lit environments. I, I go by some of these wow. schools and they have these little tiny slits. In fact, there was somebody who was telling me that their school was an old prison. And I'm like, are you kidding oh my me? God. Why would you put, they're trying to cut funds. They don't, they don't understand what's going on. So, I mean, even though the children- Oh my gosh. So, so we, have, we have a lot to learn as, a, as, a, as really a culture. And I think grounding is gonna be put more and more into the building codes and uh, especially with, you know, what's going on out there in the environment. So. I, I'm really yes. applaud you for getting out there and speaking about it because I'm, when you started helping them teach people about it, I mean, I'm sure people thought that's crazy and just go outside and do it. But the problem is people don't, they don't go outside. Yeah. And do that's it. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And what a great opportunity that we have right now. There's right. not a lot to do. You right. know, you can only clean the toilet so many times. <laughs> right. and, and hopefully they're unplugging yeah. from their television. Yeah. I mean, they, we don't, everybody, they say that the average person watches 40 hours of television. And I'm, I'm wondering who's watching my 40. I know. But the, you know, so there's, there's, this, <laughs> you know, what are they doing? There's all this. This is a, I know. I know. Your own backyard, you know, do something to do it. So 100%, I mean, it's not that hard. And, and people that are nervous, you know, cause I know that the, some people are like freaked out that dogs pee, you know, like whatever. <laughs> but the, the truth is if you just get your feet on the grass in your backyard, you don't have to, you know, if you don't want to go for a walk, it makes you uncomfortable. You're scared you're going to cut your feet or whatever. I mean, I gotta tell you when I was really getting into it, it was probably about a year ago cause I was in the earthing movie and, uh, you know, talking about Idaho and how, you know, my family, blah, blah, blah. But I really wasn't dedicated to the outdoor walking so much. Mm. And when I first started, it was like, because my boyfriend, Bobby, has been walking barefoot for years. He goes out, we'll go up for runs, and he would take his shoes off, you know, and I'd, go, I'd take my shoes off for like five minutes and be like near tears because my yeah. feet were like, ow, ow, ow. But now, after a year of doing it, my feet are pretty, pretty intense. And just when I go to get a pedicure, if I ever, if we're ever able to <laughs> leave our homes again, um, they're always like, "Oh, you know, you want, you want your calluses removed." I'm like, "No, no, no, you keep my calluses. My God, I worked hard for those." Right. Anyway, but exactly. you're so right. We have to learn 
we have to learn as a culture to get back to what we knew when we were, you know, I mean, not that long ago. Right. It was probably less than a hundred years ago that we were more in touch with what is good for us. And then, you know, and then it wasn't until the 30s and 40s that we we were introduced to PF flyers, you know, the shoe, the yes. rubber-soled shoe, we we're gonna jump higher and run faster. The problem is after that, this slow rise of people never being connected. I mean, sometimes it's odd to me, Bobby and I will go to the beach, you know, here and we're in Southern California and you'll see people walking on the beach with shoes on. And you're just like, oh my God, there's just, you just want to go, you're missing an opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> because sand is very easy to walk on, yeah. so. Yeah, plus uh, for those who don't know it, there's, there's meridian points and acupuncture points in the feet. If you're feeling pain, yes. that means that you need to be out there walking because you should be able to- 100%. You know, so uh, yeah, if they have tender feet, then, uh, you know, just start slow. Like you said, don't, you don't have to go out there and do a 26 mile marathon, you know, start with, like you said, start five minutes and then add a minute every, every week. That's exactly what I tell people. I tell people that exactly that when they learn to meditate and when they learn to walk barefoot. <laughs> but what's really nice is that you've got the greatest technique for learning how to meditate because you're help people. You know, yeah. I think it's hard for people. It's hard for people to be quiet. You know, it's scary. We think we think our thoughts are going to get us. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, people don't know what they're thinking is the biggest problem. We have this 5,000 right. word tape loop that we think that those thoughts came from someone else or something else, or we don't even know it's there and it's running our lives. And as soon as we slow down, right. enough, like you're saying, if we slow down and, you know, one of the things about walking too, just and then we'll, we'll move on to the next topic, but they're in China, they do something called forest bathing. So when you walk through, you know, like where yes. you're at out in the country, they know that being out around the trees, our body responds, we get different hormonal responses and different neurochemicals and, and rushes because we're, you know, so all this is so powerful that we, we you know, it, it's part of getting out there. You know, it used to be one of the things that really saddens me about our school system is they're taking away uh, being outside, even running around. I mean, of course, they're not going to let them go barefoot because they're all... But, but at least no, they, I know. at least they need to get out there and get some vitamin D and, you know, get out there in the sunshine and, you know, do the things that are going to make them yes. get rid of some of that kinetic energy that, that's built up. So Well, I'm a firm, I, Bobby and I are firm believers that ADHD and ADD, 90% of that is the fact that kids don't exercise and they eat bad food. Right. You know, it's sugar and it's no exercise he makes a joke he's like when he was a kid and he was misbehaving in class and too hyper you know the coach would say run around the school or run around the track and then if you came back with a smirk on your face he'd make you run around again until you weren't laughing anymore and being a little dip, dip oh, excuse me. <laughs> that's okay this is a rated our podcast the uh we, in my in my in my one of my first book awaken the genius i talk about my brother my mother we grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan, which is where the very first health food store in the United States was. That's where Dr. Kellogg. Oh, wow. So, uh, oh, I didn't he, know that. Yeah, and he was a Seventh-day Adventist. So they had a, we were Catholic, but in the in their place, they had all the healthy foods. And before they started class at, at St. Joe's where we went, Michael had to run laps around the class. And then uh, they wanted to put him on whatever drug of choice was back in the 60s. 
it wasn't, I don't know if it was Ritalin back then, but whatever it was, my mom said, no way. And she took us off all white flour, all white sugar. In fact, the big joke was that wow. when, even when I graduated, I, you know, when you graduate, they make predictions about the future. There were two of them for me. Uh, one was good. One, I don't know anymore. But the, the first one was <laughs> that uh, I was going to replace Yule Gibbons in the Grape Nuts commercials because I ate only healthy ah! foods, all that. And because uh, so those, those that remember Yule Gibbons, they'll know. And I oh my to, God, isn't it fantastic that yeah. you said Yule Gibbons? And I absolutely know who you're talking about, but I know there's so many people that are out there going, "Ooh, heck is that?" Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know, if grape, I don't know if grape nuts are out there anymore. The other one they told me I was going to replace know, uh, Bruce Jenner, which I don't know. I had my friends after he had his surgery call me up and go, <laughs> "When are we going to have? Uh, when are we going to have Patricia Porter?" You know, and I'm like. Oh said, my God! You're like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, think that's happening. That's I'm, so funny. But nowadays, I think people we we have to supplement. We have to watch our diet. I mean, our foods are full of sugar, and that's causing yes. immune function to decline. It's also, you know, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's like pounds of sugar the average American eats, and that's even if they're trying not to eat sugar because it's in everything. So we have to really be vigilant, eat, eat things that don't have a can bottle or a wrapper, <laughs> you know, and, and then start. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's easy to read the labels when it comes from the vegetable aisle. You know, so you know, people yeah. wonder, they go, how do you read labels? I say, you, you look at the label says apple or orange or grapefruit or, <laughs> so, or yeah. zucchini or, you know, whatever. Those are, those yeah. are easy labels. So, you know, and yeah. the, the key is, so let's go back to your lifestyle because people are going to want to know, hey, they, they, first of all, probably can't believe when they, if they watch this that you're you're over 42. Tell us a little bit about. <laughs> tell us about what oh, are some of the other daily. Over 40. I think I'm <laughs> older than you, which really makes me flippin' sad. But yeah. whatever, it's just is what it is. Yeah. Um, yes. Well, I think lifestyle. You know, I think, and and again, I'm gonna quote my my boyfriend. He says, you know, healthcare is self-care, mm. and so lifestyle is everything. It's everything you do. It's the water you drink. It's how you wake up in the morning. Lifestyle is not just our food, our water, you know, and our exercise. It's the thoughts that we're thinking. So for me, you know, we wake up very early in the morning. Like I said, I go outside. I watch a sunrise most every day unless it's raining. And I'll go out when it is raining and just sit there kind of in the rain and, and be outside because I think, you know, nature is just so powerful and breathing fresh air is so important. Mm. But we breathe, we do breathing exercises, we meditate for, you know, 20, 30 minutes every single morning, no matter where. And if I'm making a movie or if I'm, you know, out on the road, I take my grounding mat with me. I'll put a grounding mat on the, on the ground and sit on that so that, so that I can get, you know, grounded or I get off the plane, I'll put the grounding mat on just on the bed, right on top of it and just lie on it for a while to get to get rid of that. But then, you know, once we've meditated, it's, um, I'm not gonna lie, I love coffee. <laughs> mm -hmm. I do love coffee. Bobby's always saying to me, he's like, you should not drink coffee, John, coffee's bad for you, because he's never had a cup of coffee. And I'm like, look, I don't do anything <laughs> bad. I do nothing bad. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I've never taken a drug. You know, like I don't do anything. I don't even stay out late. I barely part, you know, like I just, 
I said, so my coffee in the morning is organic. I put raw butter in it and I blend it up with the, with collagen. Anyway, I turn, it's, I enjoy my rituals of food and exercise, drinking water. Uh, we're big water drinkers. We have ke- a Kangen water machine, you know, to make uh, alkaline water. Mm-hmm. We use the acid water for our faces and for cleaning. Um, uh, lifestyle now is, you know, I go, we're going out for hikes every day, but I, to be quite honest, I've been doing that anyway for many <laughs> years. You know, I probably hike, I take our dogs out hiking, you know, anywhere from one hour to three hours every single day. And uh, Bobby's a, he was a, he was a professional athlete and a, and a, and a wrestler. So he's very into working out. So I find myself trying to bogusly work out too and try to look like I'm doing something like oh yeah that this is really heavy (laughs) anyway um so we work out we eat and we eat really good food we're very into food I think food should be the biggest investment we make in our health you know food is really medicine and 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 it should be you know that the, the hippo isn't that one part of the Hippocratic oath is food yeah. is thy medicine, medicine yeah. is thy food. Yep. So, I you know we eat we eat non-GMO. We don't eat gluten. Just he eats a little bit because he can get away with it. But I just don't feel good on gluten or much starch of any kind. It just doesn't work for me. But trust me, I've been every diet known to mankind. I've been vegan and vegetarian and that you know, macrobiotic and all fruit, all fat, no fat, you know, whatever. I've done all of them. Now I've gotten to a place where it's, I really believe in nourishing traditions. Um, Weston Price, I don't know if you've heard of him, but it's really about eating real food. Food without packages, without, you know, if you can't pronounce it, you should not be eating it. (laughs) You know what I mean? We don't eat out of boxes. We, um, We eat, you know, vegetables, fruits, uh, free range meats, uh, gr- free range grass fed meats, and and you know chickens from people we know, you know, at the farmers market. Uh, we try to stay local as much as possible, and you know I say all these things knowing that living a life of organic food and healthy stuff seems to be more expensive. But once you look at your lifestyle and kind of hone it into things that matter and getting rid of the things that don't matter, say going to Starbucks several times a week, you know, you can actually cut down on expenses that you can put into your food. Because I do think that the the investment in food is absolutely critical to to your health and well-being. So when, that's the... Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> super. Now, when... when uh, Olivia, who was with Grounding, we were working with her in California, and she said, hey, you know, I'd like to get Mariel one of the brain taps and see what she thinks about it. So she gave you a brain tap. What did you think when you first saw it and started using it? Tell us a little bit about your experience. Well, I was, um, when I got it, I was in Idaho. We have a house in Idaho, um, a little, a little, little house in Idaho and we were working on it. We just bought it. And I was going through a super stressful time and I never had, I've never had issues sleeping, but I was starting to wake up and freaking out, you know, like having those middle of the night thoughts that 
which are ridiculous because once you wake up in the morning, you've forgotten them and they were so <laughs> damn important in the middle of the night. And then all of a sudden they don't mean anything anymore. But anyway, I got the brain tap and I, and I immediately, I was like looking at all the, the ways that I could, you know, tune into whatever, you know, whatever health, sleep, this, that, and the other thing. And I think I chose, I can't remember exactly what I chose. I did it for quite some time, but immediately I, my sleep was uninterrupted. Um, and my outlook the following day was super, was just like, I was at ease. I'm, you know, I, my lifestyle sort of lends itself to that, but you know, I, I do believe the, the brain is the main frame. So if we can pro one of the things that I've always done before an event or before something, you know, when I, if I want to have a specific day the next day, I will chant in my mind, you know, I believe something wonderful is going to happen me, to me today. And so that will happen the, on the following day or whatever it is. I, you know, if I'm doing an engagement, it's the best speaking engagement ever. I connect with people, whatever I say. But mm -hmm. I'll keep repeating that, repeating that, repeating that. And 99.9% of the time, it, it, it's dead on. I will have that day. You know, I don't know how it pans out, but I will have a great day or a great speech or a great whatever. And with brain tap, I feel like the sort of heavy lifting of having to make sure that that's my last thought is taken <laughs> from me. Like, I don't have to kind of worry about it. It's just like, ah, it's like, a, it's like, uh, it's just like this, it's like a cool breeze that just like your entire body because because when you pro we are it is the mainframe it is our computer if you program it the night before that's what you're gonna have and you know you do recommend doing it in the morning i just happen to have my practice of meditation in the morning anyway and i've always had it and i and i like it that way but i you know if i didn't if that wasn't my practice i would do it in the morning as well i think it's just profound i think it's powerful it's why i said to you i really would like to I would really like to do some guided ones for for mental health, you know, for anxiety, for building the immune system, something. No, I think I think our our brain tampers would love that and they've asked for some I mean, I try to do my best woman's voice, but it doesn't work so well. So <laughs> I, think, I think we need we need to have some, you know, and, and I think that works that works really well and I think that people would look forward to that and they would know when it comes from the heart I and mean, I think people feel the energy of the person doing it so I think that's going to be wonderful yeah and as we oh I would it would be so exciting even though everybody will miss you because you are a voice I, I remember that when I first met you I was like wait a second what <laughs> that's the guy I listen to every night I know him yeah. I felt like I already knew you it was so stupid I mean you know yeah. like you feel like a anyway like you've met a celebrity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, someday, I'll, someday I'll be there. I hope. The um, oh, the, you are. You yeah, already are. The the real goal for us, of course, is to better a billion brains, and I think with your help, we'll get there. You know, we need people like you. Oh, absolutely. And people need to know that this isn't some crazy thing. I mean, getting taking the time out. What do you, how important do you think it is for people to take time, whether it is to meditate in the morning or use brain tap or just have some way to refocus their nervous system? I mean, of course, we want them to use brain tap, but they can use any, as long as they're doing it. You know, it's kind of like that old Fram commercial. Yes. 
you can pay us now or pay us later. And they, you know, we want people to pay now. Do a little investing, like you said, with the food. It might be expensive now, but it's not going to be expensive later. You know, so tell us a little bit about. Well, your... it's and it's a lot more expensive to get sick. So <laughs> if you invest in this time, you know, and you invest in you in this time, in this sense of silence. I wanted to also tell you about a project that I don't think I meant I may not have mentioned to you because you talked about working with uh, suicidal teens, even though yeah. you're very young yourself. Yeah. I am doing a, a series, uh, Time Magazine, you know, Time Life Magazine is my partner and they, my producing partner, and we are coming out with a, a, a television series for the prevention of suicide for teens. And what I want to do is I want to tell their stories, but more importantly, I want to have solutions. I want to have a brain tap that is focused for kids in this world, in that stress, with the social media that's going a bit, you know, whatever. And I want to, you know, I want to get them grounded. I want to get kids outside. Kids need to be disconnected from all of this social media and the craziness of thinking that all of that means something. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's nice, but it's really entertainment. It's not real life. It's not connection. Right. That you know, we have to connect, and I want to help. I want to help all people with kind of depression, anxiety, suicidal thought, whatever, because I don't think it's just for people that are sick. I think that, I mean, especially now, there are a lot of people scared mm -hmm. and I don't want people to be scared. I want people to feel empowered that they have control over their lives. Um, and, and that we're just stronger and better than we think we are. So in the, yeah. the investment in our, in our stillness and our taking time for ourselves is beyond important. It's just, it's, it's just immeasurable in, in value. Right. Well, I think that would be something we could definitely get behind. Let's figure out how we can do that and then yeah. be able to gift them something that they can use and help. And I mean, I think just showing yes. them maybe coming up with some brain tap sessions that you could narrate would be awesome. And, uh, you know, if yeah. I can help there too, we'll, we'll do it. I mean, I can actually help you script them for sure. And we can, we can do that and I can encode them and get the brain entrainment in there. Uh, that's one of the things too. So we have a, quite a few, quite a few doctors that are, there's actually an app. I don't know if you've heard of it before. There's an app that actually uses voice recognition that they're, they're looking for enough voices. You can actually through your voice markers, tell somebody if they're going to have a suicidal thoughts or if they have an Alzheimer's yes. and, and um, it's called Canary Speech. Yes. And so they've asked me to help yes. them to create some. some oh, <laughs> this is so, so good. So, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so we'll do that. And we'll let you uh, brain tappers out there know when that happens because our communities, I mean, we're in every city in America pretty much. We're, we have 2,300 clinics out there so we can help spread the word, you know, wow. maybe make ground, a grassroots kind of movement with helping you with your time buddies there that are doing it and, and partnering and I yes think that'd, that'd oh no it's it'd be so important to come up with that i mean the fact that you're doing it and you have legitimate centers that and you have results i mean yeah. you told me about the you know yeah. the results you were getting in india yeah. i love bangalore by the way yeah. i think bangalore is one of the really it's a great little city yeah yeah, yeah so we're we're um, we have quite a few studies going on over there i'm hoping uh, the people in uh when the the, there's called, there's a place over there called Nimmins, which is the largest mental hospital mental health hospital in the world. It's in Bangalore, and they now have BrainTap, 
and we're working with them to help them because doing neurofeedback is is good. I, I believe in neurofeedback, but it's too long. It takes too long, and it takes it is, and and it takes a professional. So they're setting up a what we call an energy oasis where they can put in right. 10, 10 or uh, 20 chairs, and they can see people. And uh, they were supposed to come to Newburn actually last week. Uh, a few of the professors and the people running the, the clinics there because we were going to train them. So we're going to be doing a really big uh, mental health push and it'd be great to get you involved with that. So oh. we'll definitely let you know. We're probably oh my gonna... God, I would, I would just be, I would be thrilled. Yeah, we're going to be meeting them actually now instead of Newburn, we're going to do it. We have a research facility that's going to be opening in uh, Orlando because we figure our doctors would rather go to Orlando than Newburn. Then they can bring their families and go to Disney and do all the crazy stuff. But also it's easier yeah. to fly into yeah. Orlando's easier to get to our town. Uh, it's almost like we're off the reservation and people have to, you know, it, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say you're not in the GPS network anymore, but it's different. When I used to live in the Bay Area, of course, everybody didn't mind flying into Oakland or to San Francisco airport. Right, right, right. But here it's a little right, bit. Right, um, But we'll look forward to helping you with that. So before we wrap this up. Oh, uh, it'd be uh, so fantastic. Yeah, and we'll do more because I think you have a lot to offer our people and we'd love to help support what you're doing. and. I'm sure the Brain Tap Nation would love to get behind what you're doing, and uh, because we're all about. Oh, I'd be so, mind. I'd be so grateful. Yeah. I'd be so grateful to connect with all of you. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I was so, it was just amazing to meet you. I mean, all joking aside, it really was kind of like, oh my god, and you know, when people are doing work that makes a difference, you just, I'm in awe of people that 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 make change happen. So thank you. Well, thank you. I think we're gonna actively take you up on your offer to do some sessions we're, we're already working on that so yeah we'll get, we'll get that done and we'll let we'll let everyone know when they're done they're done and out there but what in what message do you want to leave our audience with you've already left us with a lot of great things but what do you want to leave them with today before <laughs> we wrap up the call um you know i just think i think because we are in a time of 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 pause that it's it's you know this is it's like the entire planet i i, I think what i want to say is isn't it interesting how small a planet it really is and how connected we all really are and that's a good thing you know and i think the more we can embrace the fact that we're all connected and we're in this together with that that nobody should feel alone you know we're we're all trying to figure this out and we'll get there but we have to hold hands. We have to take the steps together. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful. That's great. I heard it. I heard a person speak before this all came crashing down, and no more lectures to give. Uh, I'll be home for a few months, <laughs> which will be nice. But uh, she was talking about how the real problem with addiction isn't addiction; it's connection. And I kind of that resonated with yes. me. Yes. The people want connection, and I think the number one connection is with the earth with the grounding and number two is with yourself. Yes. Because once you connect with yourself, 100%. then there's that cycle. So let's work together to change the world. And yeah. those listening, thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please share this with your family, your friends, your coworkers, anyone who's especially stuck at home. This could be something that might wake them up and give them actually something to do. Get out there into nature during this time and really ground yourself and work on yourself. I think that's a, I have a series of videos that we're putting out over the next week that basically tell people this is a really, this is a really good time for the reality check to see, hey, are you taking care of yourself? People that used to say, hey, 
I have to do this, I have to do that. If they had to drive to work and they were spending an hour driving, you know, half hour there, half hour back, now you have an hour. What are you going to do with that hour? Exactly. You know, you can either drink more. Exactly. Food, you know, you can either watch an hour more TV or you can start taking care of yourself. And I, I, I vote for take care of Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, oh, that's so good. Yeah. So, no excuses. Uh, right. So I really appreciate you being on this, this podcast. Again, thanks for tuning in to the BrainTap channel here and share this and let's let's change the world one brain at a time. Keep brain tapping now. Talk to you later. Thank you.